Hey, today we kick off a month of what we're calling Missions Month here at Journey Church because we believe that missions are the heartbeat of God. Amen? Everybody say amen. So we're super excited about this. And today we're going to begin. We have, um, we have a couple of missionaries in-house. We're going to have one share with us. Husband and wife team, it's going to be wonderful. They're going to share in just a moment. But all through the month, we're inviting missionaries, even when if they're not sharing in the service, we're inviting them to come and be with us in the foyer so we get to meet the missionaries. Because we as a church, we support, I think it's somewhere like 35 different missionaries. And we want our people to be able to see, who am I sending our monthly support to? So each week, we'll be having different missionaries up front. Actually, our missionary this morning will be introducing first. We'll then go downstairs and share with the kids. So it's just going to be a wonderful, wonderful month. We're excited about the month of February. So I want to begin. Pastor Vicki's got a big job. She's going to introduce our first missionaries of the month. So if they'll come forward at this time and join us up front, don't be shy. Join us up front. That would be wonderful. Thank you. Let's give them a hand this morning. All right. Well, this is Natamra and her family, and they are originally from Michigan. Growing up, she experienced disability through a number of relationships, but God made it even more personal with the birth of her first son, who had autism and medical issues. This led to her work in the disability field, assisting individuals with blindness in the public school system and at a children's center. God opened a door for Natamra to serve those with disabilities at her local church and to acquire a bachelor's degree in special education. She also earned certifications in Braille. In early 2019, following the Holy Spirit leading her to join Special Touch Ministry, Natamra, Ed, and her two children moved to Wisconsin. Welcome to Wisconsin. Um, and she is serving as a missionary associate. She runs and administrates STM Blind Services. And I think Natamara is going to be with our kids. And how exciting. I think, do they get to read some Braille stuff? I do have Braille with me. It's going to be so fun. So welcome. <laughs> All right, they're heading downstairs to be with your kids. So, okay, thank you so much. At this time, if I can have our, our guests for this morning, we have Rocky and Sherry Grams. If you'll come and stand with me this morning so I'm not alone. I just want to read you our little bio for them, and that is that Rocky and Sherry Grams have served in leadership of River Platte Bible Institute in Buenos Aires since 1979. Correct? All right. Rocky was born and raised in Bolivia to parents who were teaching in Bible schools and planning churches. Sherry was raised right here in Alma Center, Wisconsin, and the two met together at North Central Bible College, now North Central University in Minneapolis, and then they pastored a church right down the street in Menominee, Wisconsin, before receiving God's call to Argentina. They have witnessed the powerful effects of revival in Argentina and hope to hear about that today. The Bible College has grown to over 1,200 students. Graduates are ministering all over Argentina. And listen to this, 40 different nations all through this ministry. It's wonderful. After transitioning from their role in leadership of the school, Rocky and Sherry are looking forward 
to their new challenges God has for them in this transition. Our church here at Journey Church, we've supported the Grams for now 45 years. Yes, that's awesome. I'm not even 45 years old yet. Lord, forgive me for lying, okay. Their son, Ben, and his wife. Belu. There we go. I was not going to chop that one. Are now been invited to fill their position of leadership in their place at the Bible school in Argentina. It's awesome to carry the hand that tradition on. The Bible school is flourishing and is growing to new levels under their leadership. So with no further ado, let's welcome Rocky and Sherry Grams. Thank you for being with us this morning. Thank you, Pastor. Wow, what an atmosphere. The real fellowship, not just, hi, how are you? But I mean, really loving each other and the worship. We already prayed and talked to the one who is going to send the tidal wave and the hurricane and the whisper. So he's just close and he's just tremendous in our lives. We've been so grateful for the consistent monthly support and praying for us and feeling like you're with us. We're adapting. We left 97 degrees and the lights were cut so we didn't have fans or um, any, any air conditioning and we landed to minus 20. So, but we love shoveling. <laughs> yeah, we've been here a year and we're so happy to have this opportunity. We're amazed at the orderly traffic. Really. Uh, in Argentina, it's creative traffic. So where there are like two and a half lanes, we can make five. And we never want to blink our eyes too much because we never know what's going to happen. So Sherry's going to share a while. I'm so grateful for this lady. She's amazing, and you'll see that she is. I grew up, my family pastime was going to stock car races in Alma Center. So my brother's a car racer, my nephew a NASCAR racer, so I love driving in Argentina. It was just, it was just I fit in so well. <laughs> um, I was talking this morning to Dan Sparling. It was so good to see him. He was in Argentina on a, a MAPS trip and helped work on the roof of a building. And uh, in Argentina, just uh, Friday, a team from Oak Creek left. They had been down there. So it's, it's exciting. I got to tell you, Ben, our son, let's, there's a Instituto Biblico Rio de la Plata, and they're going to put up a picture of some of the uh, students. And there are so many things we could share. But this is hot off the press. Ben wrote me this morning. I said, and, and you're now supporting him. The Bible school will be 85 years, 75, 75 years this year. So, I mean, we didn't start it. Uh, we were pastoring in Menominee, and, um, and we, I remember there were 35 university students attending. So we were going, God, if you want us here the rest of our lives, we're here. And it was like, 
God in the next couple of weeks just started moving us out and we got to Argentina. The first three years were horrible for me because I'd never had exposure to Spanish or a language in almost center because why would you need it, you know? And then Rocky just spoke it and he was flowing. So that didn't help me with my relationship with him and God for a little while, you know? <laughs> we had to work that out. And then I just realized, you know, God will always take our weakness we try to hide and use that when we want to get there and just make it look like we got it all together, you know. <laughs> and what I love about God is I can be who I am. I can serve in the capacity he wants me to and make mistakes or fall down or get up or whatever and just move forward. So I would say my big job in Argentina was loving the students. We would have them over for pie, groups of 20 every week. I mean, I, I made so many pies in my life. I don't know if I'll ever make another one again. But, <laughs> but anyway, um, I'll tell you a little bit. But Ben said, he sends greetings, Ben and Bailey send greetings. And he said, we have, see, the Bible school filled up during the revival. Because when there's a move of God, God calls. And so all of a sudden, it grows and grows and grows, and we couldn't fit them all in. And so we developed two programs. They're, they're similar programs. One is two weeks shorter than the other one. But they're in the short one now. They have 104 in the intensivo, up from 82 last year, a 27% increase. We had students from 17 different nations last year. I remember when the students from different places started coming. Let's see my, my phone here. And from different countries, and we go, how did you hear about the Bible school? How did you, God just gave us dreams. He just told us to come here. So now there are like 17 different nations, and they come and they study, and they go back and impact their own nations. And many are called as missionaries. And it says there's a total of 1,200 studying in the various programs. In the welcome orientation, there were 38 in the classroom from 10 different nations. And in the classical, which is starting a classic one, they're expecting 250. And God is opening doors to build a chapel starting this year that will allow us to seat 650 people. This will provide space for future growth. And online, we have 80 or 85. You know, when COVID happened, uh, I was just really, I'm not, I'm computer technological ignorant. I just wasn't born with that chip. But I realized the importance of online. So in January of 2020, after two years of pushing, we finally got a platform, an internet platform. COVID happened March 20th. So we were one of the few, we were one week without classes and then every class was online. And so we, there's still a combination of kids that are present in the classroom and online, and we're reaching all these countries all over. So it's been such an exciting ride, and it hasn't been us, but it was just us responding, saying we're available, going through those tough times, and the Bible school starts growing, and then there's inflation, and there was inflation 10% uh, just a couple of months ago. So being in a different culture, it's like your money is worth this today, now your money is worth this and when you saw that the Argentina won the World Cup you saw that <laughs> and you saw the stadiums there were full in Qatar how do you say that Cater yeah and they were full of Argentines who sold cars and houses and things to go it's not that they had the money you know 
So it's an exciting place to minister. It still is. And uh, there are so many different testimonies just this morning also. Monica wrote to me. Now, when Monica was a student at the Bible school, she had cancer. And I remember she barely made it to classes. She was tired. And then she went home, and, you know, God just awakened her. And she came back. She was healed. And she began traveling to different places, the Lord would say, go to Mozambique. So she goes to Mozambique with a couple of other students. They don't have money, but they just say, if God told me, he'll provide. And then go to Peru or go to theirs. And wherever she goes, you know, it's the Lord just kind of has this column or this the, the column of fire, the pillar of fire, the clouds. So she goes down south, and she meets this guy who's a fisherman. And so uh, he loves the Lord. They get married, and he goes, you know, I want to learn to be a captain of fishing boats because that way they have to listen to me when I tell them about Jesus. And so he's with the fishing boats, and they, they were in Seoto, it was a little country in Africa. The Lord told them to go, and they go in a place, a little town in the middle of there, that um, they had never seen a white person. Now, they're um, olive-covered like Italian and, and Spanish, but in Seoto, they're really a darker color. And so they would awake, the people didn't know why they were there, and they were watched carefully, and they would wake up in the morning and just go, Holy Spirit, where do you want us to go today? They were on the edge of the desert. So today they went to the nomads in the desert. And he would just sit with the men during the day. And she would be with the women. And they'd share about Jesus. And they said, you know, before there were missionaries or Christians that would come through and tell us. But they don't come anymore. Only the Muslims come, you know. So they come back to uh, she started having symptoms again. So they go back to Argentina, had a miracle of having a baby girl, which they couldn't have children, and the symptoms disappeared. I mean, it's like that's what God was using. So now she said they are being called to one of the most difficult unreached people group in the world, which I won't say at this moment. And he is, is studying to become a pilot, uh, pilot of yachts so he can reach people so they have a way to get into the country. And so they're undercover, so there's just a lot of creativity. One of the things I love about the Holy Spirit is when he began working, we began seeing a lot of miracles. There are different things we just heard. I love, we're studying on in the Holy Spirit, and just a couple weeks ago I heard the illustration that you know, sometimes when we function in the gifts of the Spirit, because when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we'll function in the gifts of the Spirit. And this one pastor was going, uh, the Lord gave him the word yellow. And that pastor was coming up. He was a visiting speaker. And the pastor was coming up to take the microphone, and, and he didn't get anything other than yellow. And so he just yells out, yellow. And the pastor takes the microphone and well, that was really weird. You know? So the people leave, and a lady runs up, and she's saying, Pastor, she says, tonight I brought my autistic daughter, and my husband came to the service, and she just couldn't handle sitting, so my husband had to leave. And I was feeling really bad, and I was just sitting there saying, God, do you even know where she is? Do you care about her? Do you care about us? Do you care about where we're living? Do you, do you even know what her favorite color is? And the speaker goes, yellow. That's what God does, you know? 
And there's this building in the Bible school that we've wanted to tear down to build a, this chapel. And so Ben's been working on it uh, with the municipality. No, this is historic, over 100 years old. Okay, you have to leave these two walls. Well, the building's crumbling. Well, in God's sense of humor, two weeks ago, there's a lightning storm. The lightning hits a tree and makes it fall on one of the walls that we couldn't tear down, cracking it from the top to the bottom. And a lot of times people go, well, you know, you see so many miracles in, in other countries, but what about here? No, it's happening here too. Our grandson just yesterday, he was, he's getting to know a girl, and she lost her purse and, and wallet, and they go to where she thought it was. No, there's nothing here. Goes back to the car, and, and so Santi goes, let's pray about it. We pray, Jesus, just show us where that is. Just do, just help us in this moment. She goes back in, and they had changed shifts, and it was a different person said, this wallet and purse is yours? God just moves in those little ways. It doesn't have to be a lightning bolt knocking down a tree, you know. <laughs> I, well, I got to let Rocky speak a little bit here, but <laughs> I get excited. So three years, a missionary's life has moved into four years because we come back to be in churches every four years. One year into it, the Lord was saying to us, I'd always thought, how is our time going to end? And I just going, I can't ever leave here. I love these people so much. I love what we're doing so much. And God let us know a year into it, these will be your final three years. And so in those final three years, he takes one finger off, another finger, another finger, and another finger. And we're just trying to put things in order, getting the internet platform, COVID happens, we get online, all that. So we're preparing, and we didn't know who would follow us. It's not our choice. We only obey. And so the leadership in Argentina asked our son, Ben, and Belu to follow us. They had been in Utah planting churches to win Mormons. No? And so they were invited. Uh, she's Argentine. They were invited to take our place. And the Lord is taking the Bible school to a new level when we are going, who can follow someone who's been there 42 years, you know? And it is, it's just taking off. And we get on the plane, and we go, bye, wow, you know, identity, I'm okay. But Rocky's been leading a Bible school. How do we handle this coming year, which was all last year? We had to learn about Medicare, Social Security, buying houses. We... I mean, it was, we haven't studied so hard in decades just trying to figure out how to live. And I, I kept thinking, we've got to pack up and leave because that's what we always do. I couldn't feel at home. And uh, we look back now, we finished one year, January 1st, as was our first day back in the States. And now we feel settled. But what God has ahead for the U.S., I mean, if someone sees dark days, God always brings light out of dark. And there is a lot happening. I was just saying, put me with people who are seeking what you're seeking. Because we've lived what God has. I can't settle for less. We look for people and we see churches that are alive. I mean, when we got here this morning at 9, we go, 
are we late? Did I understand wrong? There are so many people. I thought it was 9.30. I mean, so many people, so much life. And that's true about the music. So what I would encourage you, thank you so much for backing us, and thank you for continuing to believe in the Bible School, because when you believe in them, there are missionaries that go out from them all over the world that a lot of times you can't go to in the U.S. But believe for what God is going to do here. He is doing it. And it's not only these big wow miracles, it's that verse that said, in him I live and move and have my being. And that enables me to look at this instead of this. No, what's happening? No, the world's different. But wait till you see what God has planned. So thank you so much for this opportunity to come and say thank you. I mean, Lord bless. told you she was tremendous. <laughs> I was teaching 19 hours a class per week, going out with teams two times per weekend. Then I read a book that said that a man who doesn't take his wife on one date a week alone doesn't really want his marriage to work out. And I thought, ooh, it's been like 10, year, 10 years, <laughs> 10 months. And we started doing that. And then there was so much going on that um, I thought, I need more time together. Cause... So we started going out to coffee every day, 45 minutes, just the two of us. And that's when the Holy Spirit can speak and guide. And then I started figuring out, wow, this is money. And we got a card from someone. It was actually Sherry's uncle that said, go out to coffee a check for a hundred bucks. Well, I guess the Lord wants us to go to coffee. <laughs> We've watched the Lord do so much. And as Sherry said, he is preparing in the midst of desperation, the Holy Spirit works. And that's what we saw him do time and time again. I was just reading in this book, that it took me five years to write in Argentina about a time when 28 of us went on a missions trip from Argentina to Honduras. And they were saying, well, we don't really, we don't have enough. No, I said, even if one or two of you go, you have to go, you have to fulfill. And the Lord in a week and a half provided for each of them miraculously. A lot of them have never been on a plane. So when the plane was airborne, they all went, woo, I thought, I don't know these people. <laughs> we landed in the airport of Costa Rica, and they started a little street meeting in the airport, singing and everything. Five people accepted the Lord. And they'd been praying, we take control of the media, of the waves of the air. And I'd be saying, oh, it's so cute how they pray. That's really nice. But the first day they met the mayor standing in line at a pharmacy and he got to know what's happening. They were on, they were giving their testimony on air in the TV the next day. They started a move of God with the Holy Spirit there and we saw tremendous healings and people delivered of satanic power and it was just 
a flowing of what the Holy Spirit wants. In John chapter 7, verse 37 and 38 and 39, it says, On the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. Now this he had said about the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive, for as yet the Spirit had not been given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. He's talking about the Holy Spirit, and he says, out of your innermost being will flow rivers of living water. When the Holy Spirit comes, when we accept the Lord, and then when the baptism of the Holy Spirit comes, tremendous flowing from our life. And we begin to say, what will happen today? What do you have today, Lord, for me? I went with my son Nathan a couple of months ago to Spain to share missions there in Spain. One of our graduates was there, and the other graduates, missionaries in Spain. And we were on our way back in the airport in Madrid, and somebody tried to get my um, passport to go in. It wouldn't work. Somebody else came, and then one of the attendants came, and she got it to go in. And while she was doing the thing of my passport, I said, what's your name? And she said, Esther. And I said, can I ask you this? Can I... What's your hobby? And she says, my son. I said, make sure, how old is he? Four years old. You know that when up to when we're four, we learn half of what we're going to learn in our life. Yeah, I know that. I said, so take time with him. She said, I'm doing that. I'm working only five hours a day. And so I said, can I tell you what I feel God is saying about you? So I just kind of prayed about her. And she goes, can I give you a hug? This is Spain. So she gave me a hug, prayed for her there. We never know what the Holy Spirit is going to do. What we can do is ask the person, what's your hobby? What is your passion? And then ask permission, what bothers you? And then ask permission, what hurts? I've had people in four minutes, all of a sudden tears coming down their cheek. The Holy Spirit is working. The last question, can I ask you, what is this, an interview? Kind of, yeah. What's the best thing that happened to you in your life? My family or something like that. And I go, can I share with you the best thing that's happened to me in my life? Okay. When I gave my life to Jesus Christ. I'm capable of being a person who is sarcastic, who is very ironic, hurting people, but that's not what I do. I'm tender to pe with people, and I'm loving with people, and the people who are around me are loving to me because Jesus Christ changed my life. You try to save Jesus, the enemy will keep you back, keep you back, keep you back, but he doesn't want you in a humdrum experience. He doesn't want you in a predictable, controlled situation. He doesn't want us depressed. He doesn't want us down. He doesn't want us kind of standing back. He wants us involved with people. So I just like to talk about the creativity of the Holy Spirit. 
during COVID, we ended up with 150 students in the, stu- in, the, in the Bible school, a lot of them from other countries. They couldn't leave, couldn't go back. So we had online courses and in present courses. And I had someone at my desk that was weeping that said, I'm remembering the times that I could have gone out and testified and shared Christ and I didn't do it. So they began, they were desperate. What can we do to share Jesus? They got the money together between them and sent up 15 balloons, helium-filled, with a little note and their cell phone that was attached to them. And people were saying, that is so stupid. But we got a call from someone 200 kilometers away who accepted the Lord as he talked to the person with their cell phone. Then they thought, well, they're advertising with this little plane. Let's pay for that. So they had the plane going over and saying, Jesus has the answer for your life. Give your life to him. Let me just talk about a couple of illustrations. A girl, eight years old, in Colombia, she had three different goals in her life. To be tough, to be mean, and to kill her dad because of how he was treating her. Nine years old, she's selling drugs on the streets and in the schools with her mother as her partner. Her mother dies of an overdose. She had become a part then, uh, Daisy, this young girl, had become a part of the most violent gang in Medellin, Colombia. And she wanted them to help her kill her dad. That wasn't happening, so she took poison one day. She was about to lose consciousness, and she said, God, if you exist, I'll serve you. So she went to a church, and the pastor started preaching. Even if you were abused when you were a child, even if you were selling drugs on the street with your mother, and she stands up and back and says, you gossip, who told you about my life? Be quiet. So he comes off the platform and embraces her and says, if God is for you, who can be against you? If God is for you, who can be against you? So she goes to the leader of the gang who happened to be her boyfriend, and she says, I'm leaving. I accepted Jesus. Things have changed. He pulls out a 38 and puts it to her head and said, this is the only way out. You know too much. She says, okay, if God is for me, who can be against me? If God is for me, who can be against me? Puts the gun away, and he says, get out of here. So she escapes. Soon, they put the whole gang in jail. She'd been discipled by then. She went and led them to the Lord in jail. The Lord gave her a vision of a green gate, and he said, I want you to go there to train. So she told an Argentine missionary who was there about the vision, went to the website, the Bible school's green gate. That's where I've got to go. So the missionary said, I don't have the money, but I'll back you spiritually. She used all the money she had to get on a bus two weeks to Argentina. She got halfway there to Peru, and she said, God, why don't you provide for an airplane for me? This is very tiring. And the Lord said, buy the DVD scars. But it says on the bus that there are certain rules that they don't allow it. Buy the DVD. 
So she bought the DVD. She handed it to the um, chauffeur, and he goes, "No, you can't do that. Come on, we're tired. We're bored. Put it on. It's a good, it's a good movie or reel or whatever you call them. At that time, it was something else. It's a good DVD." So shows it. She had to go to the bathroom halfway through. Bunch of people are weeping. Okay, I've got to preach now. So she preaches, and out of 50 people, 30 accepted the Lord on that bus. She got to Argentina. She has a lot of personality. She met a young man at the Bible school with a lot of personality. You know, people laugh about people getting together and marrying the person that you met in Bible school. It's better than the corner bar, don't you think? So I met her in Bible school. She prayed for me when she was a child. The Grams, the Cabinets, the Gunthers, and I was part of the Grams. So she got what she was praying for. Daisy and her husband started a school in northern India to train missionaries. That school is going forward. They're now in the Philippines doing the same thing. You have been a part of potentiating missions from Argentina also to the world. So we are together in this. The last illustration, there was a woman whose mother died, fell under the train. She was a Taekwondo teacher, five schools of Taekwondo. She became so depressed. She closed herself into her room with her little son. Um, the Persian blinds there are made out of wood, and they block it out even more than that um, particular shade right there. So there she was. She wouldn't shower. She wouldn't change her clothes month after month. Every day, a Christian lady had heard that she was in this situation, and she'd go and knock on that wooden Persian blind. Natalia, Jesus loves you. The next day, it was raining. She went anyway. The next day, it was really warm. She went anyway for a year and one month, every day. And finally, her brother and sister said, come on, go to that church. This woman is driving us nuts. Maybe she'll leave us alone. So she went with her son. She didn't change clothes. She didn't shower. There she is in the church, and her son says, Grandma brought me here. Really? Yeah. And that heating stove over there, there's this big piece of gum stuck to the bottom. So they went and checked. The gum was there. Well, if... My mother brought him here. It must not be so bad. Pastor's wife came and hugged her. It was the same fragrance that her mother used to wear. And it was the same way that her mother used to hug her. And she said to her, God loves you, and we love you. They prayed for her. Two or three hours later, she was delivered of demonic control of her life. She came to the Bible school. She's one of our graduates. She started a school of Taekwondo in very extreme neighborhoods. She's training these kids in Taekwondo and the Bible. Do you think Jesus is creative? At Christmas time, the students did couldn't go out of the Bible school, so they could see in from outside, and they did these dramas saying, Jesus came for you.
give the Holy Spirit a chance. Why don't we say to him, what surprise do you have today for me? Lord, we want you to be in our lives that amazing wind, that amazing tidal wave. Help us. Help us to believe what you're showing us. Help us to believe the way you are guiding us. Thank you for this congregation. Thank you for the way you're using them. Thank you for the life that is evident among your people here. Raise up those who will go out of Wisconsin, out of the U.S., to other nations. Raise up those who will go to the people that are so hard to handle in their own working place or at the university. May they show that your love changes hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. I just encourage you to open up your heart and have ears to hear what the Spirit may be saying to you this morning. Just want to encourage us today. This is why. This is why we're a missions church right here. Amen. Because we believe that we get to play a part. We get to partner with people like this. We get to play a part of that by giving of our finances, by giving of our prayers. And we're storing up treasures in heaven where moth and rust cannot steal and destroy these eternal things. And this is why we set aside a month just to remind us, Journey Church, yes, we want to reach our community. We want to reach the people we live by each and every day. But we want our reach also to go around the world. And this is an opportunity we have to support missionaries that go out and listen and teach and instruct and have Bible colleges and start and plant churches. So Lord, we just pray that it would be a church that would be a sending church, a giving church, that we would never let up, that we would only keep growing in our giving to missionaries so that the world will be changed forever, for eternity. So, Lord, help us. Help us to continue to grow, to give, to be blessed so that we can be a blessing to others. So, Lord, help our focus to be bigger than what we see in a mirror. But, Lord, help our focus to be on other people, other people, here in our own community, but also around the world. We just thank you today. It's in Jesus' name we pray and everyone said, amen, amen, amen. Rocky and Sherry, thank you so much. Thank you for your faithful service for 45 plus years. Let's give them a hand this morning. Amen. But here's what I want to encourage us with. These stories aren't stories just for missionaries to tell. God wants to do these things through us. Amen? God wants to do these things through you. Through you. That we say yes to Jesus. He transforms our life by his power, fills us with his spirit. Not so we keep it to ourselves, but we give it away and we tell the story of Jesus to others. Amen? 
So, Rocky and Sherry, thank you so much. Make sure you thank our other missionaries that are here with our special touch this morning because we're going to go into a time. We're going to provide lunch for you if you're interested in staying with us. That will be great. We're going to have soup and sandwiches. Also, during that time, Rocky's going to be just opening himself up, Sherry and Rocky, I'm sure both, and they'll be answering if we have any questions regarding Argentina missions, their story. They'll be open to um, just answer questions, tell a little more of their story. So it'll just be a great time of just going a little deeper if that interests you, and we're excited that they are here with us. But with no further ado, let's just stand to our feet this morning. Hey, next week, just want to let you know we'll get back to um, what we started last week. We gave out this card. If you weren't here, it's called the Prayer of Jabez, and we prayed our prayer for this week was, Lord, bless us, bless us indeed. And remember, we said bless us indeed, not so that we can just hoard blessings, but we remember the words of God speaking to Abraham, I will bless you so you will be a blessing to others. So I want to continue to encourage you to pray, pray for yourself, for your family, for Journey Church, for our missionaries. Lord, bless them, bless them indeed. And then next week, we'll continue by looking at the second part of that prayer, Lord, increase our influence that we'd have more opportunity to share you with other people. So make sure you're done praying through this prayer together. You can pray this in 30 seconds. You can pray it for 20 minutes. Let's just be a people of prayer, believing that God wants to use us, work through us, and not for us, but for him and for his glory. So Father, we just thank you for this amazing morning. We just thank you for what you're doing here in Journey Church. But Lord, we're thankful for Rocky and Sherry. They're the heroes of, our, of the faith. We thank you for their faithfulness. We thank you for their consistency. We thank you for their obedience, the sacrifice. Lord, we're just thankful, Lord, that they said yes to the call of Jesus upon their life, the call to missions. Lord, we're honored today to be in your presence, but also to be in their presence, Lord. We're just so thankful for them. They're our role models. And we're just so thankful. And Lord, we just pray, God, that we would be people that would um, go into this week expecting, God, that you want to speak to us, that you want to use us, that you want us to be there for other people, the people that we come in contact with each and every day that we would see those people through your eyes, that we would hear them with your ears, that we would have your heart for people. And Lord, I pray for Journey Church that this would be a church that would continue to be blessed. And Lord, that we would continue to have the opportunity to share the love of Jesus with people. That their sins can be forgiven and they can be brought into the family of God by simply repenting of their sins and putting their faith in Jesus as their Savior and the Lord of their lives. And Lord, we just thank you for that today. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And everyone, let's pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen.